makeup picky, even though you can't see me. Had some grease up, some tipsy, climbing top, you can't reach Welcome to my show, my name is Stephanie. I'm about to talk some shit, so come fuck with me. Come sit on my couch, I'm about to run my mouth about the shit I done seen. I'm not trying to be mean, but y'all be looking a mess. Welcome to my show, Storytime with Steph. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Storytime with Steph. I'm your girl, Steph, also known as Gangsta Spice. Follow me on Instagram at Gangsta Spice or at Storytime with Steph. And I don't know if y'all have seen it yet, but we have a website, okay? Storytimewithsteph.com. Check it out. Let me know how you feel. Put some feedback in the little contact box. I figured that if I came back with a full-time job and a JD, y'all wouldn't be mad at me. But if you're mad, take it up with God because God did that. You might not be able to tell, but I was born and raised in the church. Born and raised in a good old Haitian Baptist church. We had church service all day and then they had the nerve to have church at night. Let me give you some background. I remember I was in second grade and my teacher, she gave me a little like doctor kit you know, with like the stentoscope and like some band-aids. Like, I don't know, what the, whatever they put in the little kits, right? It was Christmas and she was telling my parents, she was just like, she was telling my mom, she was like, oh, Stephanie's so smart. And one day she's gonna be a doctor. And here I am, six-year-old me, interrupting grown people having conversations. I'm gonna be a lawyer when I grow up, but thank you. Six-year-old me, I knew that I wanted to be a lawyer. And then once I figured out what the little capitals were and where the laws were created, I was just like, all right, the natural next step is gonna be DC. When I turned 18, I moved to DC. I don't even know when I'm about to leave. I was trying to go to California, but it's, I don't know. Y'all got droughts, it's dry. So I was working at two big firms for six plus years. I had some mentor-like women at my job who I would confide in and I would just tell them my dreams. You know, we would tell each other our dreams, manifest, you know, empower each other because that's what real queens are supposed to do. And you know, whole time attorneys are telling me like, you shouldn't even be interested in going to law school. Don't do it, stay in IT. IT is where it's at. And I'm just like, Excuse me, didn't you just win a multi-million dollar case? And you telling me that fixing computers is where it's at? Okay, so then I'm working, I'm doing my job really well. I'm getting certifications, you know, I'm getting accolades. Like that was like the goal to be there and then also be taking night class. So I was focused on the LSAT and I still don't know what, to this day, I took it three times. I couldn't even tell you like what I learned or what I was supposed to learn or what I was supposed to get out of that whole LSAT experience. I mean, I don't know. I deleted the gram. I deleted my snap. I'm about to murder this exam and be right back. I've been studying, studying, and memorizing shit. Took this test three times and this is it. If I don't score well, then it wasn't meant to be. I'm tired of stress about this LSAT. Okay, so I was just like, all right, it's cool. Like my my grades are great. My work experience is great. All I need is like a few great recommendation letters and I'm in. So I asked one of my mentor-like women, you know, I asked previous professors, you know, for the academic references, but like I wanted like a reference from the workplace so that they know that, you know, I'm out here doing my thing, you know? So I hit up one of my mentor-like women, like, hey sis, like, can you write my letter of recommendation so that I could get in to law school right and she's like of course girl like i'm rooting for you and i asked her like months in advance every little bit she could work on a sentence every day and still have it done before whenever it was time to send it out but i mean so i had everything submitted by october and like law school is rolling in missions so the they gonna review it 
as soon as you complete it. And the last day to have it completed is February, November, December, January. Three months go by and then I get an email from one of the schools like, hey, are you still interested in applying because we haven't received your finished application? Weeks before the deadline, I'm thinking in my head, oh my God, wait. So when she asked me to put that reminder, that weekly reminder on her calendar, she still needed reminders? She was getting reminded every week for three months and she still didn't do it? Not the same mentor who knows exactly how important it is for me to get into law school. Not that mentor. Not the same mentor who I shared all my hopes and dreams with every single workday. Not that same mentor. I remember I called my mom just crying. Like, oh my God, mommy, she doesn't really like me. She doesn't, you know, just like all this. And then my mom was just like, sometimes you just have to think. Why would she write you a letter of recommendation? So that one day you could be her boss. You know, you don't want to hear things like this, but it's just like, no, yeah, you're right, you're right. And then she got a follow-up. Did she even go to college? Think. <laughs> I'm just like, all right, okay. <laughs> Whew. All right, mom, heard you. She read me the filth, but like sometimes you need that. Sometimes you just need a reality check. And I got that reality check really quickly. And then once I got that <laughs> reality check, I called one of my big dog lawyer friends and he wrote me an exceptional letter of recommendation. And you know, I submitted that and it was submitted before she submitted hers with three months notice. So here I am receiving all of these wait lists and rejection letters and it didn't sit right with my spirit. like. Wow, we don't want to see other people progress, so we going to stop them? Is that what we doing? We being the weapons formed against people so that they don't prosper? Is that what we're doing here? Is that what's happening? Like a month after that happened, I needed a change of scene, so I changed the scene. And <laughs> this is really petty, but when I put in my two weeks, she started crying, and I was just like, mm. So I got a little raise at a different law firm. So I started working there and it was instant love. Like, okay, this is exactly where I need to be. I'm gonna work here. So I went through the whole application process all over again with fresh recommendation letters, fresh everything, cause you know the data ain't the same. And then submitted everything, left it to God. I'm not trying to be out here waiting for the mail, waiting for an email, waiting for nothing. So me and my bestie, we went to Coachella. So we out here living our best lives in Coachella Valley. I got an email and it was just like, congratulations, you've been accepted. And I was just like, oh my God, I'm going to law school. I'm out here finding out that I'm going to be starting my law school career. I found out while I'm out here turning up in the California, in the desert out here in California, just living my best life. Like, can't nobody stop me. You know, matter of fact, boom. And that gave me the confidence to drop story time with Steph. I was just like, I mean, since we got dreams out here coming true. Since I dropped story time with Steph, July 4th of 2017, my voice has been heard in countries I have yet to visit. I don't even know where some of these countries are. Like I was really looking at the map like, Oh my God, there too? There too? Like, I really appreciate all the love that y'all giving me. Y'all probably don't even know what I be talking about, but y'all hear me. Like, I'm crossing all racial lines. I'm crossing oceans, rivers, lakes, everything. You name it. I'm here. Y'all listening. And I appreciate that. Like, I really love y'all. Shout out to the love that y'all give me. 
I get the most spins in Washington. Shout out to DC, okay? Shout out to Mo and M, Mountain View, California, and Alexandria, Virginia, okay? Our top countries. This is really what really did it for me. I need to take a screenshot of this map just so that y'all can see it. So the top 10 countries that are listening to me on the regular, that's showing me mad love, that I love mad back. And then when the world opened back up, that's exactly where I'm going to be. Like, we going to pop up and do some things when the world is safe. So Brazil, Germany, Russia, Japan, Ireland, Spain, United Kingdom, Vietnam, Canada, and the United States. That's so crazy. I've only been to the U.S. <laughs> And law school, oh my God, I have to do a whole something dedicated to the law school struggle because it is a struggle. You definitely struggling for like 70% of it. The first few years of law school was rough only because I was balancing my job and it was like, my job wasn't hard, but it was just like time consuming. Like I had to do a lot of things and I was the closer too. And then like I was getting a lot of overtime, but like also I was missing classes because of the overtime. So it was really becoming an issue. Long story short, I found out that one of my coworkers was getting paid a few thousand more than me. And like, I had the degree, had the certifications, and I was the go-to person. So I was just trying to figure out like, why? If I'm the best on the team, then why am I getting less? And I said it during my review. And then my supervisors, like, they got mad at me. They was just like, how do you even know this? And I was just like, because he told me. What? Y'all getting mad at me for getting my facts straight? They did a whole little investigation as to what the market standards based on X, Y, Z, numbers, elements, square root of some things. And the way that they handled that, I knew that this wasn't the firm for me because here I am being the first black woman in this position and you going to sit here and do that? I'm out here breaking barriers. But then you gonna try to play me? Okay, got you. And that's when the exit plan commenced. I didn't leave for a whole year, but can you imagine saving for a whole year just so you could leave in style? That's what I did. I made sure every few months I was buying extra clothes, extra shoes. I bought my scanner printer, little home office equipment. Like I was getting ready. I was still smiling in everyone's faces, still fixing everyone's computer. Like, okay, because I'm a professional. But the straw that broke the camel's back for me was when, you know, I had a paper due. It was worth 70% of my grade. And then my supervisor goes and sends my colleague to New York the same week where I said I'm going to need extra help. How's he going to help me in New York? We don't care. We don't care about my grades, huh? Because y'all already told me y'all don't care about my classes. Oh, so I have to fix all the issues, huh? But don't get all the pay? Huh? And then, so... They sent my colleague to New York on Friday, and then I came in on Monday, and at three o'clock that Monday, I put in my resignation. Y'all already don't pay me enough. So it's like, what are we doing here? Like, no way am I gonna sit here and work on someone else's dream and have my academics 
suffer. I ain't never failed a class. Thank God I ain't never failed a class. God is so good, I ain't never failed a class. Cause I've been so close. God knew that ain't nobody paying for no extra classes. Ain't nobody about to retake no classes, okay? I'm not doing that. And so I didn't have to do it. I sent the email. The subject is today. Good afternoon, all. Please accept this letter as my formal notification that I am resigning from my position as I've left my keys and laptop on my desk. My last day will be today. Thank you for this opportunity, Stephanie. As soon as I submitted that email to HR and everybody, CC, the supervisors and the supervisor's moms, then I got a, a call real quick from my supervisor. He was just like, Stephanie, like it's customary to give two weeks notice. And I was just like, well, I don't have two weeks. So like, is there anything else you need from me? Okay, great, bye. Epi, that's it. And then once I left the office, cause peep game, I had already picked up my stuff on Friday. I knew that I was leaving on Monday, so I had already packed all my stuff. Like all I had to do was pick up some pictures, sent the emails, picked up my pictures, walked out and didn't look back. And then I went straight to the school. And then I, I saw my professor, she saw me writing away on my paper and she gave me an extension. And that's the only reason why I passed that class. I called my dad shortly after I quit. And then he was like, wait, so you quit your job without a job? And I was like, daddy, this is what freedom feels like. Like I've had a job since 16. I'm ready to be unemployed. I'm ready to do whatever God wants me to do. God don't want me to work right now though. He told me that. I know my supervisor and the supervisor's supervisor and the CIO was probably dogging me out and okay. It's fine because I'm a Juris Doctor now. The Gangsta Spice quote of this episode is, Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. Yes. Thank you, sissy. Matthew 7 verse 7. I have this verse on my wall and I've had it ever since I started law school. It's the reason why I act the way I do. I know that God got me. So that's why I act a fool. That's my testimony and the doors of the church are open. Everybody say.